Hello and welcome. I am Kim Keen, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share my journey of my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career and adjusting to stay-at-home mom life, to help other women with their motherhood journeys or their work-life balance journeys so they can let go, make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing. If you are a regular listener to One of a Kind You, welcome back. I am so excited you decided to tune into another episode of this podcast. If you are a new listener, welcome. I am so excited that you decided to take a listen and join us today. So the way that this podcast works is that I share a journal entry of mine from about five or six years ago, and I reflect on what I know now as a certified life coach and what I wish I had known then. So the entry that I'm going to share with you today is from March 1st, 2016, and it goes like this. Today is a beautiful sunny day, and it feels like spring is in the air. Casey and I played outside for a bit this morning. It was refreshing. I don't think this weather will last much longer, so I'm going going to enjoy it while I can. The codependency class was canceled because of low enrollment, which is disappointing. I was really looking forward to going. Now I have to wait for Joey to come into town. Hopefully Nancy will be able to see me on Saturday to do something else. Well, I was just reading the opposite page and still haven't done a daily and weekly schedule for myself. There are not enough minutes in the day to get done what I need to get done. Creating a schedule for myself is key, though, because it will help me be more productive. I feel like I have lots of little thoughts swirling in my head. In addition to the daily, weekly schedule, I am now thinking about healthier food choices that are more natural. With food, I am also thinking about natural makeup. I'm always tired. I know it has to do with a lot of things, my mental state, my diet, my busy schedule caring for the girls, and my lack of self-care. As soon as I sit down, my eyes get heavy. I don't want to feel sluggish all of the time. This feeling of being tired all the time and wanting to sleep also hinders what I accomplish during the day. Once the girls are in school full-time, I don't want to sleep my life away. In some ways, I feel like I already do. I was chatting with a friend yesterday, and she was saying that she feels like she is all used up. I get how she feels because I often feel all used up from Pete and the girls. This probably wouldn't be the case if I employed better self-care strategies and had better self-care strategies in general. At this point, I feel like it's hard to get to this place. My friend made the decision yesterday to get her diet under control and to go to the gym for an hour each day. I can't just go to the gym whenever I feel like it, so I guess it makes sense to start with where I am and what I can do. For now, I will start with my diet and begin to eat better. This is a struggle for me because I am picky, but I also struggle with where to begin. I need to set a date and have it figured out by then. I'm determined. I was also chatting with another friend very briefly, and listening to her makes me feel grateful for the way things have turned out in my life. I have a husband that loves me and supports me. I have a beautiful house. My children are well-behaved and have developed normally. Despite my many areas where I am lacking, I am giving life the best shot I can. I haven't let myself go. I could be in a far worse off situation by being with Marcus, Still, or any of the other losers I've dated. Somehow I've managed to pull through. I know that I will continue pulling through until I reach a point of peace and joy. So really as I read this, (laughs) I notice that um, I'm so stuck on productivity to measure my worth and my value. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, if I can just get more done in the house, if I can just get done more with the kids, if I can just get done more for Pete, then everything will be okay. But that's not going to change the feeling of being exhausted and being tired all the time because I'm going to continue to run, run, run. So what I really needed to do was actually just surrender to where I was. 
and surrendering is hard because on some level you feel like you're releasing your control but what you're actually doing is you're just recognizing what you have control of and you're releasing the things that are out of your control and so a lot of what I was so focused on in life was so out of my control you know I was really looking and hanging on external things so you know this codependency class that I mentioned in my mind I was like okay if I go to this class then I'm gonna figure out the codependency issues that I'm struggling with the patterns that I'm running I'm just gonna have this whole codependency thing figured out which I know now that that's not true because I had read about five codependency books I ordered codependency workbooks off of Amazon and I started to work through these workbooks and that really wasn't helpful because I was still struggling with the fact that I was codependent but really I think what I was struggling with more was the label of codependency I was focused on okay you know the therapist told me I'm codependent so here I am literally a year and a half later still focusing on the label of codependency but when I think about it I don't know that the codependency was really is really what was weighing in on my life at that time I think it was the labels that were weighing in all my life you know focusing on them like okay I have codependency I need to fix it I need to get rid of it I need to be able to manage it all the time a hundred percent okay you know anxiety childhood emotional neglect and I was focused on all of these things that made me feel broken and incomplete but ironically ironically enough at the end of the journal entry you know I'm recognizing that there really isn't all of this negativity that I need to be focused on there's actually a lot of positives in my life too but I wasn't in that mindset to focus on the positives because I felt defective, I felt broken, I felt like there was something wrong with me because I was tired all the time, I wasn't eating right, and I was really living in this external state rather than this internal state. And so uh, the reason I hadn't done the weekly schedule for myself is because it wasn't in my, it wasn't in my map. Uh, I've talked before on this podcast about our map of the world my map of the world wasn't a map of someone who was productive my map was someone who struggled with codependency anxiety childhood emotional neglect feeling like a failure for leaving my teaching career feeling like a failure as a mother because i wasn't really navigating the transition from a career to stay-at-home mom life very easily so i had all of these mindset indicators that i wasn't qualified capable um, intelligent any of those things that would support someone who is productive I had the opposite mindsets I had the mindset of someone who was not productive not capable not accomplished and so that um, that need to create that schedule was really because it was gonna give me the certainty that I was lacking there really wasn't a lot of certainty certainty to my day in that um, I the certainty was that I knew I had to take care of Casey I knew I had to be available for Lily before and after school. I knew I had to be available for both girls after school um, until Pete got home from work, and that meant homework, bath, dinner, the dogs to care for. So there was a lot of certainty in my day because it was very much like a groundhog day. But there was also a lot of uncertainty in my day in terms of my own existence, what I was able to get done for myself during the day. I wasn't in a routine of doing makeup regularly. I wasn't in a routine of getting dressed in, I'll say, quote-unquote, regular clothes regularly. I lived in my mom uniform, which was yoga, yoga pants, a ponytail, and a t-shirt or a tank top. And they didn't, they weren't nice looking. They were ratty old clothes that had paint stains on them, and the t-shirt had holes in them. And so, of course, that too, when you look at yourself in the mirror and ratty old clothes day in and day out with 
no makeup, you know, it also sends the message of lack and unworthiness. So there was so much uncertainty in the day and what I could do for myself, which is why I was so desperately clinging to this need for this schedule of self-care. And um, I knew too that the health, eating healthy was also a factor into my, into my feeling of feelings of being tired and sluggish because um, internal is just as important as the external not just mentally but physically um, but it wasn't I am picky I'm a very picky eater but I've gotten better as I've quote-unquote grown up um, but it really wasn't about the pickiness it was about not having time to or feeling like I didn't have time to make this healthy breakfast um, because as soon as I got up my girls were up so I didn't really have time to myself and then you know I went into mom mode okay I have to get them breakfast I have to get them dressed I have to get them playing I can't let them sit in front of the TV all day and I was the last person on the priority list so then I would just eat their leftover French toast sticks or whatever pancake they didn't eat and so it really wasn't there was no protein in my diet there was nothing of sustenance there that was giving me the fuel that my body needed to continue on through the day Plus, I was just mentally spinning my wheels constantly, and sometimes the mental exhaustion is just as bad as the physical exhaustion. So I had both. I had mental exhaustion, I had physical exhaustion, I had spiritual exhaustion too because I wasn't nurturing my spirituality. So it was kind of like this, you know, coming to, all of these things were coming to a head and I was reaching the breaking point. Um, but not quite rock bottom because I still continued to go on and on and on and on like this for a while longer. Um, so, you know, but that was my thinking like, okay, part of self-care, I'll eat healthy food, I'll wear natural makeup, and that will help with feeling tired. And yes, the food choices would help, but not the makeup. But it was just me trying to find ways that I could try and make myself feel like a priority or feel like I mattered or put myself first. Um, but the other thing is, you know, I did feel all used up, just like my friend, because I wasn't putting boundaries in place, really. Um, you know, I would put a boundary in place that would last for a couple of days, and then I would feel guilty for putting the boundary in place, and then I would let the boundary fall to the wayside, and then my time and everything would be encroached upon. So I wasn't putting those boundaries in place at this point still consistently to say, okay, you know, this is my time from five to six, I get to go out to grab a coffee, I get to go wander Target, I get to go wander the mall, I get to go to the library, I get to just sit in the car by myself for an hour. I wasn't putting that in place and really, you know, putting Pete in a role where he had to help because I felt like I had to take it all on by myself, but I didn't. And, you know, I've been asked by podcast listeners, how do I live as a stay-at-home mom without feeling guilty for asking my husband for help? And this is it because I recognized that I was doing something valuable by being home with the kids and taking care of the laundry and the dishes and the animals. And so all of those things that I did saved us not only so much money because we were no longer paying for daycare and before and after care for my girls, but the time on the weekends. So we weren't running around like a chicken with our head cut off on the weekend trying to fit extracurricular activities in for the girls and getting grocery shopping done and errands run and homework and school projects and cleaning and laundry and all of those things we now had our weekends for family time which is a benefit to my husband because he's working all week and needs that town time just as much as i do and we don't really see my husband well pre-pandemic we didn't really see my husband much during the week because his work schedule is crazy and he often works long hours 
um, each day. So he was getting home typically right at dinner and then the girls would go to bed and then we would go to bed shortly thereafter because he was working, you know, sometimes 12, 13, 14 hour days. So at first I felt really guilty because I wasn't contributing to my family financially with a paycheck. But what I realized realized is that I was contributing to my family in so many other ways. And often my husband will say, you know, he's not, he wouldn't be able to have the job that he has if it wasn't for me. I mean, he could, but he'd be paying, we'd be paying for a nanny or um, a daycare or after school, before and after school care. We would be paying someone to do the grocery shopping. We would be paying someone to do the cleaning. We would be paying for a laundry service. We would be paying for so many things um, if I didn't have the ability to be home with my kids and we would have the animals and doggy daycare so the expenses would be through the roof and we would still not have um, as much time together as a family as we'd like and two we would have you know the girls would be in the care of someone else and I'm not knocking that because my girls were in daycare until I left my teaching career and if I was still teaching they would still be in daycare so um, I am an advocate of daycare I think it's good for kids but I also think it's a blessing if you can stay home with your kids so no judgment if you're a working mom and you have your kids in daycare because I did as well and I am don't see anything wrong with that at all so but I was you know completely used up because I wasn't valuing myself enough not externally necessarily with you know giving myself free time but internally too with tapping in and allowing myself spiritual growth with meditation um, because at this point I wasn't meditating regularly I was just starting to learn about crystals and Reiki and um, aromatherapy, essential oils, that kind of stuff, but it was still so new and so foreign to me that I kind of didn't really allow myself to dive into it as much as I wanted to um, because I just didn't give myself the freedom to do so because I was so worried about making sure that everyone else was taken care of because if that was the case, then that meant that I was good enough. That meant that I had done my job and I was successful. Um, and so it's really hard to balance all of these things sometimes and so I did understand that it was important to where to start with where I was and with what I can do um, but again going to the gym for me would have been surface level because I didn't see myself as a person who exercised I saw myself as a person who was uncoordinated out of shape um, unaware uneducated when it came to workout plans and managing exercise and nutrition and all of those things but I will say is that um, just even walking like I could have popped Casey in the jogging stroller and just walked her around the neighborhood for an hour a day and that would have been huge um, because managing your emotional state and really helping to keep your spirit clear movement is one of the easiest ways to do that and so um, I could have just put Casey in the stroller or hello I could have put her in the car and we could have gone to the park um, but I was so worried on making sure that I was doing everything just so and I wanted to make sure that everything was perfect um, because I didn't want anyone to think any less of me for, oh my gosh, making myself a priority by taking a walk for an hour every day. Or I could have done it when my husband got home, but typically by then it was either dark or I was exhausted and didn't have it in me to put the shoes on and go for a walk. So, um, so yes, and, and the other thing too is, you know, it's like setting a date for myself. A lot of this was because I didn't know the mindset piece. I didn't know where um, the root of the problem really lied. So I could have set a date for myself, I could have spun my wheels, I could have done all this research on Google or gone to the library and get books on nutrition and exercise and I could have put this whole plan together for myself um, and it wasn't going to last long. And I know this because what I ended up doing probably 
a year later, maybe even two years later, um, the local um, University of Delaware is very close to where I live, and they have a facility where the students who are majoring in physical fitness or athletic training or personal training um, as part of their degree program is they provide free uh, fitness and health coaching to the public. So you, um, it was free at the time, and I think now maybe there's a small fee to it, like $25 or something. But anyways, you go and you have a consultation with this student who's um, in their senior year of their degree program. They do all of your measurements, your BMI, your height, your weight, um, your physical fitness level, and they create a custom workout plan for you. And they also um, give you some meal suggestions uh, through their, because they work with the physical fitness, works with um, a nutritional coach, and she does the meal plan portion. So I had actually done that. I had gotten the physical fitness plan, and I had gotten the nutritional plan, and I didn't follow it consistently because it took time, it took effort, and it wasn't um, who I, I didn't think that's who I was at my core. So, um, plus, honestly, I was out of shape, so the exercises were hard, and I wasn't really willing to push myself through that because I couldn't do them very well, so then it just perpetuated to my feeling of being a failure. So, really, the key is if you're struggling with anything, is really getting to the root cause of the problem, and if you're not sure how to do that, I'd be happy to jump on a call with you and walk you through that and give you guidance if you're interested in coaching. Um, we can talk about that too, but when you have, like when I do a call with someone, it is absolutely zero pressure. Um, I never want anyone to feel pressured into doing anything unless they're absolutely 100% ready and feel like it's the right choice to move forward for them um, because I'm always here. So when the time is right, I'm here for you. Um, but I just want to end with recognizing that I made this list of all these things I had to be grateful for. I was, you know, life turned out well because I have a husband that loves and supports me. Life turned out well because I have a beautiful home. Life turned out well because I have children that are well-behaved and are developing normally and healthfully in a healthy way and appropriately. Um, and so when I read this, I'm like, Kim, where's the things about you? Where's the things about you that have indicated that life turned out well? Those are all external things. And unfortunately, any of those things could be taken from me at any time. And then what? <laughs> then who am I? Then how do I know that life has turned out well? And so the one thing that um, really is about me internally, and I've stated this kind of more in a negative way, is that um, I could be in a far worse off situation if I had stayed with Marcus, which was the abusive high school boyfriend. And quite frankly, if I had stayed with him, I would probably be dead. He probably would have ended up killing me by now because there were times in our relationship where he came pretty close. Um, and then the other losers. So um, those guys weren't ever necessarily physically abusive. They were more mentally and emotionally abusive. Um, but I'll say that I didn't stay with them long enough, so it could have progressed. Who knows? Um, but being like leaving those relationships, that should say, Kim, you are worth it. You are successful. You are not a failure because I had the courage to leave those relationships instead of just staying. And it was hard. It took me five and a half years to leave Marcus. And um, I had to start life all over. And it wasn't until I, well, he went to jail and I was ready to leave him then. But I stayed with the promise of things were going to get better when he got out. And they didn't. And then shortly after he got out of jail, he got someone else pregnant. And that was really kind of the final straw that broke the camel's back. Because that was like the blatantly obvious that nothing was ever going to change in that relationship. Um... And it didn't because he's been in and out of jail 
multiple times in the past 20 years and he is still where he was when I left. So, but knowing that I left, that I made the choice to leave, that I had the courage to do so, that I had the resiliency to pick up the pieces and rebuild my life literally from scratch, that should say to me, Kim, you've turned out well. The husband, my girls, the house, all of those things are just added bonuses. But looking internally at myself, what did I do for me? What have I done because of the person that I am, the level of integrity hat that I have? That's really what I should have focused on in this entry to show like, hey, wow, Kim, you really are doing a great job. You really are pushing through. You are really becoming the best version of yourself. And that would have brought me peace and joy, but I couldn't see the internal and I was just so focused on the external. So I really hope that you found this episode helpful today. Please feel free to leave me a review. I would love to know what you think. Your reviews are so important because it helps me to continue to create content for this podcast that is helpful for you. Also, if you have a friend that would benefit from listening, please feel free to share the more the merrier. And I just want to thank you again for taking the time to tune in and listen. Have a great week.